podcast where we look back at some of our favorite pop culture moments from our childhoods oh, and today wow. <laughs> we're talking about aqua marine <laughs> aqua marine <laughs> not Which... the color but the lady oh, yes. we're just doing a podcast about a color now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the most uh, popular color of the 90s aqua marine <laughs> the early odds actually excuse mm, you uh, I'm so, um, I'm so sorry. I'll go see myself out. <laughs> but Cancel. according to the Wikipedia, this is a cult favorite amongst the Gen Zers. Oh. Or no, Gen Xers. Oh. Sorry. What about the no. millennials? Gen Zers. I was like, baby boomers? Yeah, <laughs> not. Sorry, it is Gen Z. They said, like, this is a cult favorite among the Gen Z. And I'm like, hmm. I mean, which, to be fair, like, my sister... I feel like she's also a millennial, technically. Yeah, I think she's so, gotta yeah. be. She's like a young millennial. Yeah, a millennial. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe it definitely like a Gen didn't Z say Gen cusp. Y though. Yeah. 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 Well, they don't. They just call them millennials now, so it's probably Gen. Every uh, audience members, let us know. Do you think they're talking about Gen Z or Gen Y, or do you care? We'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, it, this movie did come out in two thousand. Actually, I fucking didn't write this. I down. think it's two thousand six. <laughs> I looked it up. It's two thousand six. 2006. Amazing. You. you were so confident to say <laughs> You were ready to say it. Easily backed away. <laughs> this week we watched. Oh, what did we watch this week? <laughs> well, it's because I did look it up, but then I didn't write it on my notes. And then I was like, was it 2005? And then I was like, fuck, if I say it wrong, I don't want to be wrong. So, anyways, this has a lot of memories for me because I watched it with my sister. We enjoyed watching this together. So, I do think that this is a little bit. Like, this movie is probably not a movie that I would have seen if it wasn't for the fact that I had a younger sister. Because it is, like, like you were saying, I think we would have been in high school when this movie came out. So it wasn't necessarily aimed at, like, my age group. But we really liked this movie and had a lot of fun. Also, I just really like Sarah Paxton. So. Mm-mm. Not me. Oh. oh. Get, get fake Marnie out of here. We don't oh, like her. Oh, sure, sure, sure. And what's she doing? Poisoning Amanda Bynes with... a. A, a virus on her computer. What? What is this? Sydney White. Oh, 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 yeah. That's Sarah Paxton being like, "I'm a bitch, and I like to be over here in the one Greek system." That's what it's called. I forgot the name. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. I was gonna say like it's a. I think it's a solid like principal cast, but um, apparently we don't stand Sarah Paxton. <laughs> no, I like I like Sarah Paxton. Um. So <laughs> she's what? cute. She's fine. Uh, you guys, neither of you had seen this movie, correct? Correct. I think I'd only seen the box at Blockbuster. Uh, if the viewers will remember, I worked for Blockbuster for one year, um, <laughs> which was like 2007 into 2008. So like it would have been like the year after this movie came out. Mm-hmm. So definitely saw the box. And I remember like lots of teen girls renting this movie. Um, yeah. And I see why, honestly, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So your initial reaction, what what did you think? Oh, we're just diving into it. I mean, I guess right because you've never seen it, so I'm kind of curious just to know, like, you're just like brief, like, did you like it, hate it? What I, What's your vibe overall before we get into specifics? I really I enjoyed watching it. I thought it was really charming. Like, it's not revolutionary, but like, it was this light and I don't know, fun and like it was like girl power, friends over boys, mm-hmm. sort of story um i thought like the the main three girls were like really good and i liked their chemistry together it was really cute good casey how about you yeah i also had never seen this um as we somewhat established i do remember wanting to watch it but then feeling like i was too old and like a boy to watch it when i was like 16 years old because the person who watches sailor moon like now um I didn't watch it then. <laughs> I took a break okay. for a year and a half. No, uh, we don't need to go into my life. I'll talk all day about it. Um, but so my initial thoughts about it, though, after watching, I will say I'm torn on this movie um, from a weirdly over analytical space, <laughs> because I'm just going to say it. These are some horny girls in this movie. 
And it is about a group of horny, horny girls um, across the board for one specific boy. And on one hand, what a revolution. Like, how wild. Then, like, gushing over his biceps and literally one of the mamas dies and is like, but he got to squeeze you with his bicep. I'm like, that's the level of horniness I understand and I get. She didn't almost die. She fell in the pool. She was going to be fine. It was, yeah, she was going to be fine because he squeezed her with his biceps, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) But also on the other end, I was like, they were so horny, it made me uncomfortable for their age. And that was it. So I'm very torn. I like that this was like a boy crazy story where they actually got to be like boy crazy. And they're like, oh my God, he's so cute. They're just like, oh my God, his arms. And he took off a shirt and look at his little Tommy there. Oh, it's so good. And even at the end, I don't really yeah. know how old they are. They don't really like. Yeah. Because the thing is, like, the, their mean girl is looks a lot older than they look to me. Like, yeah. the two leads, which is JoJo and Emma Roberts, Roberts, I feel like both look very, very young compared to every other character in the movie. So it is kind of weird because it. Their age isn't really super defined, I feel like. Yeah. So, I, I will yeah. say, I looked it up, because um, I was just curious, like, what the mm-hmm. age span of, like, the core cast was. Yeah. And, like, both JoJo and Emma Roberts were 15 years old when they when the movie was released, at least. And I was like, okay. that's, like, ni- like nowadays when you have, like, 32-year-olds playing high schoolers on Riverdale. It's, like, refreshing to see a 15-year-old playing, like, a teenager on in a yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say this. Adults playing teenagers is not new. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah I know, but I feel it like for it's, decades. I, but I feel like it's anyone? more, yeah. No, I just, it's one of those things seeing the, all the memes where they're like Netflix trying to cast teenagers. And I'm like, how about all of the networks? This is yeah. Yeah. so old, mostly because of contracts. And also, I don't want to see teenagers have sex. Yeah. I'm just going to say like, it controversial, we, I know. Why are we obsessed with like making storylines where we see teenagers have sex, regardless of the age Thank of the actor? You. Like, why I are we obsessed with it. that? Uh, Instead of making Aquamarine, where it's like, okay, uh, yeah. they're just having a good time. They're just they're having like, a good time. They're like hardcore. <laughs> they are but... horny girls. They're looking for that kiss. They're looking for more, but we don't have to see it. Well, also, I and feel I like, like they do. I feel like I get what you're saying, but I do think they like closely stick to the line like i don't feel like they fully cross the line ever because even when they're reading like they're like little fake cosmo type magazines all the things that they yeah. suggest to like get a boy's attention are very tame like it's not yeah. like it's anything like bend and snap where it's like show your ass or like yeah. you know something it's very like you know compliment him and then and, fluff and retreat um, which by the way sounds <laughs> more fucked up than it is um, but fluff and retreat yeah. Just to enunciate it so it's not fluff in her treat because oh, that could sound weird. I heard I heard fluff him and treat and I was like, oh my Either way <laughs> Fluff and retreat. Uh yeah. just because it's audio. Uh, so I feel like we are kind of getting into some of the core moments. So I'm gonna go ahead and just introduce what the yeah, movie's about a little sure. bit and then we can talk a little bit more about it. So the movie, my brief uh introduction to this movie first of all is that it did have overall positive reactions from critics uh which i think is nice because i think this movie isn't doing anything you know groundbreaking by any means but basically the the big thing was that they felt like they appreciated the values that this movie's had this movie had of like yes it is about boy crazy girls but when it comes down to it the core message was you don't have to conform to get a boy to like you like it's like you should just be yourself and that boy will still like you if he's a, the right person for you, kind of a thing. And, like, JoJo and Emma Roberts both are, you know... I like their characters because JoJo's very, like, what I was as a as a young person, where it's, like, I was wearing the layered t-shirts and the little, like, cargo capris. Yeah. And the, like, very, mm-hmm. you know, what at the time would have been called tomboy. Sure. Um, which I don't really love that phrase anymore. I think it's fucking stupid. But, uh, mm-hmm. like, she had that characteristic whereas roberts was a little more classic like girly kind of but then you also had the mean girls that were like really like frilly girly anyways i just i like the movie i think it's cute and the critics agreed with that concept of like hey it's a good movie for girls to watch because it doesn't you know tell you to look a certain way or be a certain way see and i would i would even like go an extra step and be like the core principle of the move like the thing i took away was like that the girls don't even need the 
um, validation from the boy. Like their relationship, yeah. their friendship, their love for each other is what literally saved, not saved her life, but like kind of salvaged you know, Aquamarine's. I don't know. She was getting sucked into the ocean by her father? Yeah. Question mark in a whirlpool. Um, and everyone, literally everyone in the town decides to jump in and save her, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah. But that, that was, was my takeaway. It was a moment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like, I, that's where I'm like, I said it in a weird line where it's like, I can also see how on the other side of it, it is really like, since they didn't tap in too much into anything heavy and they kept it really light as a kid's movie, I don't feel like they were able to like, make a strong point not that it needs to but so it's like there were just some moments where i was like this feels a little weird this feels yeah. fine this is fine this is yeah. light and it's fun but then there are other moments where i'm just like this makes me feel a little uncomfortable sure but also y'all having your day you're having fun go with it go swim or don't swim sorry emma i didn't mean to say that wow um, too soon <laughs> too soon <laughs> but the other thing that was interesting when i was doing research was that uh, this is actually based off of a book, which was written by Alice Hoffman, who wrote Practical Magic, which is also oh. become a movie. And I was like, that makes so much sense. <laughs> like, That's why you love this. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> also, correct me if I'm wrong, because I haven't seen it as much as you, but also another movie about horny women, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. 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 I th- maybe that's just what she maybe this is like aquamarine is actually the prequel to practical magic yeah. <laughs> it's very much because this is uh alice uh hoffman this is in her young adult novels whereas practical magic is just like a, a regular fiction her novel. adult novels. Her adult <laughs> novels it's not like that <laughs> so, we were walking through target and i overheard this like i, I think she was like 14 year old girl and she was like, Mom, um, I just need to pick something up from the adult section. And the mom was like, from the what? <laughs> you can tell the huge miscommunication on oh, what they were trying to get. Because she was like, I just want to get a shirt. Oh, um, you know, the adult section in Target, section? the porn yeah. section in Target? Yeah. The and I'm just going to get a, an old dildy over section. here. Can I? Okay, so I have, I have a confession to make. I, going into this episode, I 100% thought this was the same movie that I kept seeing the or hearing the audio of on um, TikTok, where it's like, um, oh, nar, clary, or whatever it is. It's like some Australian film that's oh, about yeah, a mermaid, that's H2, right? Yeah, H2O. Okay. Yeah, but it's, it's a yeah. TV show. Okay. And I, by the way, uh-huh. did also love that, because we are going to talk about the mermaid lifestyle of the yes. late okay. 90s, yes. early Thank 2000s. You. But that is, that so. is like teen girls and a mermaid, right? Yes. Okay. But I was like, aren't these but the they same are thing? mermaids. They're all mermaids, mm. yeah. H2O just add water. Just the full title. (laughs) H2O, back in action. Yeah. That's a sequel. So to give a just quick-ish description of the movie, it is about two teenage girls, which is Emma Roberts and JoJo. Um, And it's not JoJo Siwa. It's JoJo... I don't know what the fuck her last name is, but oh, but what a great remake! Her name's just JoJo, by the it's yeah. just JoJo. It's just JoJo. Uh, the title card shows her full legal government name, by the way. Yeah, and I was like, like is that which really is really is? rude. She's just JoJo. Yeah, <laughs> she's like share, okay? Not yeah. dead naming JoJo. Come on. <laughs> That's why so, JoJo Siwa had to be JoJo Siwa to not be confused with sure. JoJo. It's like an oh, equity true, name. You can actually. only have one yeah. of the same name. Yeah. So they discover a mermaid named Aquamarine in their beach club's swimming pool. And she basically tells them that she needs to prove that love exists to avoid an arranged marriage that her father is making her enter into. Um, And they then set out to help her find love so that then she will grant them one wish, which is like the caveat. Like if you help a mermaid, you get a wish. Um, And their wish is going to be to keep... uh, jojo Haley, um in this like small beach town where claire lives because Haley is supposed to be moving away with her mom so they want to like stay together because they're best friends okay so then they okay. like go on crazy okay. adventures through this so that's kind of the main i don't know that was the quickest way i could describe it yeah, i feel like good. that was okay though i think yeah, the only mistake wonderful. is that um jojo wants to stay in this small town in florida like red flag <laughs> red flag girl Jojo literally said, don't say gay. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Can I, before we get too into it, and this is jumping the gun a lot, Mm -hmm. I will say the biggest beef I have with Akma, Akma, Akma Marine as a person, (laughs) Akma Marine, um, 
is that that one dude helps her and gets a ladder for her and she's like wish you get it babe <laughs> you get the woman you like and these girls are running around town saving her ass every day for like an entire week and she's like you don't get a wish we didn't fall in love bitch mm. um and then it's like what the hell yeah that's a good point. they should have had like 12 wishes by the end of that week they should have I... been able to save all the stuff yeah mm. that's true that's fair that's it she's a bitch um... she's a mean girl <laughs> <laughs> so i mean the like we've said, this is definitely, like, a light-feeling movie. There's not a whole lot to it. It's very, like, you know, just cozy little teen bopper movie set in an ocean town. I like this movie specifically for summertime because I love movies that involve, like, oceanside. Anytime I can look at the ocean, I just enjoy it because I feel like if I could live anywhere else, I'd probably live close to an ocean. Um, it's just that it's expensive, and I don't... Yeah want to pay money so um but i i've always loved the water i've always been big i like swimming and all that kind of stuff and i do think that the late 90s early 2000s was the birth of like this whole thing where all like everybody wanted to be a marine biologist everyone wanted to be a mermaid hell yeah you played mermaids all the time we were obsessed with the ocean like dolphins you know whatever I had, like, one of those dolphin lamps that's, like, the little squishy, like, you know what I'm talking about? Where it was, like, the little beads that all connected to each other that made, like, a creature. And then there was a, a light bulb inside of it, so it would glow. No. I have no clue I have no idea what you're talking about. about. Oh, my God. Uh, I'll send you a picture of it. Great. But it's, like, just, <laughs> I had one of those dolphin lamps. I had, like, a dolphin bracelet. Mm. I wanted to be a marine biologist for a very long time, which, you know, in They the made Midwest, it seem like it's the coolest thing. And yeah. you're like, oh, I'm going to study fish, I guess. I don't I know. I know. I'm yeah. just going to, like, go scuba diving all the time and have fun, like, yeah. by the ocean. Oh, my gosh. My brother, cool. my brother also wanted to be a marine biologist and, like, had a whole bunch of, like, stuffed dolphins and stuffed orcas and, like, stuff like that. So it was, it was mm-hmm. a big deal. Okay. Because it was between Free Willy... Which I think helped kicked off like oh marine biology I can do something, and then um oh what's her name and all of her notebooks that made psychedelic dolphins on it oh Lisa Frank oh, Lisa gosh. Frank yeah Lisa Frank like I yeah. think Lisa Frank really sold the idea of like cool the shit dolphins to everyone yeah that's fair they did it I yeah so dolphins. I I don't know if you guys ever played mermaids when you were swimming in the pool but I used to play mermaids all the time too. And I specifically remember we had these little rings that would sink to the bottom of the pool. Um, And I I would actually put those around my ankles so that it would, like, (laughs) make it be, like, a fin because your feet were stuck together. Like, around both of them? Yeah. That's so dangerous. (laughs) (laughs) This is like, I'm going to be a mermaid or I'm going to (laughs) drown. I'm willing to die for this passion of mine. (laughs) Wow. So yeah, um, I remember doing that. So that's cool. Uh, <laughs> I was that dedicated. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, back when I had tiny little ankles that I could put a little ring around. Um, but uh, yeah, so I feel like that's part of why I love this movie because I just love mermaids and like the ocean and shit. And it's just pretty and I want to look at it. So mm. um, right off the bat, this movie, Jojo Siwa, Jojo... <laughs> <laughs> people are gonna be so are. confused i also um, do love your immediate transition of like my story's done we're talking about this thing now <laughs> well i guess it's beautiful no I no no i, do you have I truly to add mean i love that i get, didn't get the vibe that you no. played mermaids that much okay no, no. we didn't play mermaids Sorry. so jojo right off the bat has like a little quiz in this magazine because basically the movie opens with them sitting under an umbrella and they're on the beach and they're just lusting after this lifeguard oh. named raymond okay mm-hmm. which i will say <laughs> seemed very like just true to form with like middle school girls of like hiding behind the umbrella and like yeah. peeking behind it be like oh my god he looks so fucking hot and then looking around be like tee hee hee it's so funny um it was great it was good i and i'm obsessed i'm love... oh, sorry no go oh i was just gonna say i'm obsessed with like this version this like retconning of uh emma roberts it's like the nerdy like girl with glasses like because all, all i know her from is like 
being in American Horror Story Coven and like all of that, like Scream Queens and stuff like that, so where she's like nerdy. hyper femme, like bitch, like amazing. But I love this version of her. Cause Liz, you watched Emma Roberts stuff before this, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was her brand. Like oh, she really? was in like, Nancy Drew. She was in oh, Unfabulous where she literally was like the nerdy yeah. girl. Like to me, she did a weird pivot when she did to um, American Horror Story because okay. then she was like, I'm the cool bitch. And yeah. I was like, Emma, Emma, what happened? She <laughs> and said, she is I got a cool my bitch. teeth done and took out all those little like wavy bumpy <laughs> things on the bottom of my teeth. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh yeah. I have some of them. Like, because it's them. like, like what, how do you, I like, I just feel burn. like that's such a little kid thing, but how do you get yeah. rid of those? You have to, like, file them down. I don't veneers. Know. Yeah. Anyways. So, I will say, I did love her also being the nerdy friend. And what she's reading on the beach, though, is the Cosmopolitan. And I was not <laughs> like, <laughs> she was like, um, I have to read right now. Let's do this Cosmo quiz. <laughs> this is my favorite take on the nerdy girl. Yes. And the fact that she's the nerdy girl, she wears those glasses in that first scene, and they are like hard prescription glasses. They are like yes. <laughs> magnifying her eyes. And then yeah. she never wears them the whole rest of the movie. I feel like they were like old lady reading glasses. Like they look like. She probably got a headache from wearing them. <laughs> I know. She doesn't so need they them. Like, yeah. <laughs> They're like, well, we it established it the first scene. So we don't have to keep doing it. It's okay. Yeah. She, we get it. She's nerdy. She can't see well. It's move fine. On. Let's move on from it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then they immediately do a quiz. And uh, Jojo asks Emma Roberts, like, what's your favorite drink snack, blah, blah. And I just wanted to say that she her favorite drink is Dr. Pepper. So I just feel it's like that's Dr. important. Pepper, bitch. <laughs> Also, she said was like, snack was oranges, which I was like, Dr. Pepper and oranges? Mm, I don't know about that combo, but you know, that's okay. Have you tried this it? This is how don't you know they're young, you. because that literally is someone who played soccer, and she's like, God, I love some oranges. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love the orange slices at halftime. They're, uh, so they're my favorite part, and then a Ducky Peppy after. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then we, so we get like a brief introduction to them being obsessed with raymond and how we also find out that jojo is leaving and so it's like oh we don't want to talk about that because it's sad and also i'm not going to leave until i get a kiss from raymond and uh then can i ask real quick like what was the vibe you got from the relationship or lack of relationship between these two girls and raymond like because i was at first a little bit like Ugh, it's kind of like he seems older than them um yeah and like yes. but i'm glad he never really like was trying to flirt with them like i i think it was they were always sorry i think he was always out of their league you know like and when i looked at well, the I ages feel like he just thought they were like it's kind of like if he was like their babysitter or something like yeah they had a crush on him it was kind of like oh yeah. it's cute it's funny haha right. but i'm never gonna like date them because they're younger than me yeah well, and I feel like as we saw with their tactics throughout the rest of the movie, they're very obvious that they have a crush on him. Mm-hmm. So I just assumed he was also one of those guys that was like, they're two really sweet girls. I know they have a crush on me. I will never like them back because they're so much younger than yeah. I am. But yeah. they're very sweet and I'll be very nice to yeah. them. Yeah. I was just like, I was just really worried that the point of the movie was like one of them getting with him. And I was like, ew. And like I looked up their ages. <laughs> and I was like, Emma Roberts is actually 15 and the guy was... I think 20 years old when they filmed this movie. And I was like, ew, but like, that's not yeah. the point of the movie. And I was like, Oh, thank God. Yeah. I, I think that's why I was in an icky place at the beginning of watching this too. Cause I thought the same thing where yeah. I was like, oh, are one of these girls going to get with this guy? That's going to be weird. I mean, they did it on sleepover and that was uncomfortable. Mm. Yeah. Which, Oh gosh. Well, and I mean, they do a good job too, because right when Aquamarine like says that she likes him they're like all for it and they mm-hmm. like are think it's so cute and so it's kind of like yeah they have a crush on him but then they recognize that like aquamarine <laughs> is old enough to date him so yeah. it's cool I like <laughs> i did like though that they still they were like we're gonna get our friend to hook up with this guy because it's gonna be great and they're gonna fall in love we still want to get with him though and we're not <laughs> letting up on our crush hey, like we're not giving up that him, for and you that's fine right they're like <laughs> It's cool if he's communal D. Like, we don't care. (laughs) It's all good. Uh, I will say, too, so he has, like, three signs that he's, like, really into someone. Yes. And I didn't hear that statement at first. 
So all I saw was him lift up his arm and show off his armpit. And these two girls be like, oh, my God, and like freak out. And I was like, do they have an armpit fetish thing? What's going on right now? They're proud members of the bear community. Thank you very much. (laughs) Which, to be fair, that's where my brain goes, obviously. Um, But I was just like so confused because I missed the whole like he has three signs that he likes someone. Yeah. I just saw them freaking out that he showed off his arm. It's the shake, the stretch, and then the, the flex. flex. Yeah. Yeah. And the flex was literally, it looks like a stretch again, yeah. how he's doing stretch, it. Yeah, I know. Stretch flex. Yeah, so I guess we also do, in that scene, meet the Mean Girls. Uh, and they come in and they're like, Raymond, hi. And like, clearly, the thing is, I don't understand why these girls are mean to Jojo and Emma. Other than, I mean, they just have to because they're Mean Girls. Yeah. But it's like, they're yeah. not even the same age. Like, these are younger girls than them. Why do you even fucking care? Like, I think what was established in the movie is because they have boobs. Because that was a very important that, part in this that scene. That is true. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that like, they had that's the reason for Emma Roberts and JoJo to be jealous of them. But like, why is that mean that they had to be mean back to them? I don't know. Because that's beach life, baby. Once you get, that's how it goes. Once you get the tits, you just have to be an titties, asshole. The meaner you are. So that's why yeah. I'm... Let's say, Liz, you should be a huge bitch. <laughs> Anger is stored in the titties. You heard it here first. <laughs> um... So, anyways, uh, we then see, like, I don't even know, like, who, somebody's grandparents? I don't really understand who these old people are on the ladder. I don't remember. They're Emma Roberts' family members? Yeah. Mm. But not, because I thought that the lady was there was it her grandma, but then that lady gets with, like, the maintenance guy later, right? Or is yeah, this a different lady? I don't know. That was anyway, a grandma? I, got I thought she was, like, 30 the years are, old. Yeah, a 30 year uh, Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> When we have well, actually appropriately like aged people, mm. then thirty year olds have to be grandparents. Okay. Great. <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> <laughs> and this is like so bored. <laughs> I'm not bored. I just couldn't help it. Uh, to be fair, the adults are not important to the plotline of this movie at all. They Whatsoever. barely even exist. The only thing that makes them kind of important is that Haley is being made to move yeah. because of her mom. But, but like otherwise, do we even uh-huh. see her parents? I feel like we never see her mom. They just talk about her. Yeah, no, they show her. See her she's mom, in a couple scenes. Like, when she's like trying to get uh, her to pack her shit up, she's like, "You need a pack. It's not going to pack that's itself." That's right. Yeah, something like more like, than a one syllable answer would be great. Yeah. And she's like, "I gave you three, bitch." Yeah, yeah exactly. That part. And it's I like, I like moments. that we. Not to like jump too far ahead, but like the whole point is that she's moving away because her mother is a marine biologist. Hey, um, that got some like big um, job that she's been trying to get for like ten years, and there was like two hundred applicants, and she won it, and it's like a really big deal for her. But of course, JoJo's like really pissed off about it, and um, I think I like that they actually give JoJo a way to like realize, oh, this is really important for my mom. It's like bigger than just me. And so like she has that realization and like part of the end of the movie is like her being like, oh yes, I am going to move, but like we're still Mm going to be friends, which I think is beautiful. I know it is good. I did think that was nice too. I feel like they do a good job of like making that not as big of a deal towards the end. Like Mm -hmm. where it's like, it's okay that I have to move and we can still be friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and we didn't have to have this weird blow up and fight where the mom explains that she's not doing this to punish yeah. the kid. Yeah. It's like the kid just in her own way of like processing it and being like, I jumped the gun of being angry at you about this. Yeah. You worked really hard for this and I should mm-hmm. support you because you're not trying to ruin my life. You're trying to live yours. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, look at you, Jojo. Get out. Well, <laughs> so I did think it was funny, though, because the old people, they're like hanging the signs and the two girls come away from the beach and like they're like. Oh, you girls are too wound up because they're like, we're going to fire Raymond. (laughs) (laughs) And the girls are like, no. And so they're like, you girls are just too wound up. And I'm like, AKA horny. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Everyone around them knows that they are horny for Raymond and they tease them about it too. Which is Um, great. So then basically the next important part of this movie is that Aquamarine gets introduced. So there's this crazy storm and they end up finding aquamarine in their pool and the pool is disgusting and <laughs> they start so throwing gross. gummy room gummy gummy rooms gummy worms <laughs> into the pool to try to like lure something out they drop the gummy worms they try they think it's a fish and they so they bring like sardines and like yeah. Some, uh, yeah. fish sticks they bring fish sticks yeah fish sticks <laughs> like ew, this is so gross <laughs> yeah this is also when emma slides into the pool 
That's right. And then the lifeguard saves her. And mm-hmm. then instead of Jojo being being like, oh, are you okay? She's like, how did that bicep feel? Please describe yes, it to yes. me. <laughs> and I was like, that's friendship. <laughs> yep. That was a very, like, uh, like it's almost like a squints from Sandlot mo- moment, except for it's she actually was in peril. Yeah. Versus, like, squints is completely pretending. You know what I'm saying? She wasn't. Yeah, the person who was more, like, horny about it was actually Jojo, who wasn't you know, in danger at all. Mm-hmm. She was the one who was like, how was it? Yeah. <laughs> how was it when he saved you? Because that's honestly, I've been writing this fan fiction about it and it's just weird that you got to live it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Emma Roberts sees something when she's in the pool. And so then Jojo and her try to find out what's in the pool and they, yeah, accidentally put gummy worms in the pool, which does lure Aquamarine to the surface. Because Same, she's honestly. like, these are good. I love gummy worms. I know. I was like, gummy <laughs> yeah. worms, girl. <laughs> That would bring me out in a We got Dr. Peppy and Dr. Peppy and Gummy Worms. Are they trying to lure me? (laughs) Yes, it's a trap for Casey. (laughs) What if I came out of the pool instead of Aquamarine and they're like, oh. You're like, hi, girls. (laughs) I'll be your friend. (laughs) You guys trying to hit on dudes? (laughs) And then you had to make uh, Raymond fall in love with you. I think I could do it. I and was the, yeah. the, moral, squeak. the moral of the story is that the girls learn to be allies. Yeah. yeah. Ally. Ally. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyways, we meet Aquamarine and the girls are immediately... First of all, I appreciate Emma Roberts being like, what if she's evil? Like, Yes. That's yes. a legitimate concern. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, she could be bad though. Um, throughout the movie, Emma Roberts is terrified of water and the ocean because her parents died in like a boating accident or something they drowned did they say that yeah i mean her parents died in the water mm. okay i felt like it was implied but i never felt like anyone was like i missed that what too happened. i knew she didn't like it but like i missed the reason so. i like i was waiting for it to be like a big moment and a big character moment and then honestly it was just like no we're going to the water together baby we got <laughs> yes. this here we go hold my hand jojo they like briefly said something about them drowning or something like that's why they i don't know aren't around anymore but which also not to i we're gonna get to the wish part it Mm -hmm. was one thing that a little bothered me is that they're like we're gonna wish for jojo to stay here and i was like not at any moment did you guys want to wish for her parents to come back alive (laughs) like no one's thinking about that one (laughs) well that's like you know some zombie shit that brings in a whole nother level of and then we got a sequel aquamarine 2 the parents are dead, live. but they're still here. Zombies delight. <laughs> I will we'll, say, we'll workshop it. <laughs> upon meeting Aquamarine for the first time, the thing, my big takeaway was like, that girl got some really good waterproof mascara because she has a lot of mascara on and she's just in that pool and it is not coming off. Mm-hmm. Oh, and she's sassy too. Like she's sassing <laughs> yeah. them right Also, away. just really good at positioning her hair over her titties. Yeah. Like, Throughout uh-huh. this whole movie. That's that's like the and, first thing you learn as being a mermaid is like titty yeah. hair. <laughs> and, and speaking of, I think the one time, like, I mean, there's multiple times we see that Raymond's actually a good guy. But I think peak good guy level is that she was literally like topless sitting next to him. And he's like, your tail looks nice. And she's like, thank you so much. And, and then just he makes out with her boots. and keeps his hands on her head. I was like. Yeah. He's like, I know consent. I know I'm not supposed to look here. Like. Here we go. Yeah, he is a good guy. Good guy. Um, so, yeah, they basically, then and there, decide they're going to help Aquamarine. We do get to see this amazing upcycled fashion throughout the movie where Jojo gives Aquamarine a long sleeve t-shirt that then Aquamarine is yeah. able to turn into, like, three different dresses. Yeah. Uh, which Icon. makes absolutely no sense because the shape of the t-shirt on Jojo was very boxy, and then all of a sudden it has, like, a very nice hourglass, yeah. like, seam in it. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> skin tight on aquamarine and the sleeves are like as long as her entire body and then she can tie it in weird ways yeah but you know what i still appreciated it and there was i feel like there's something to be said about that influencing a generation because people all the time are trying to turn things that aren't things into other clothes like like the basketball shorts i'm gonna (laughs) what the basketball shorts where you step into one leg and then you put the other leg like through like your arm through it so it's one sleeve oh, yeah there's a bunch of videos of like guys doing it it's really funny yeah, Guy, that's, that's why funny. i know there's a whole bunch of like husky guys doing it and it's great oh, that's <laughs> funny yeah i mean 
I just feel like that's something that we are obsessed with as a society lately. Because all the time I see a TikTok where it's like, did you know if you wear a cardigan upside down, it looks like this? Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just like weird, like, clothes hacks. Like, yeah. Do you know if you have a button-up shirt, you can actually unbutton the first three buttons, then tie it around your waist, and you have a mini skirt, and you're like, I, yeah, I guess I do now. Yeah. Thanks. I'm like, mm. <laughs> Thank you. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I will say that I feel like mostly those things work only for people that are in straight sizes, but... It's still fun. It's still fun. Uh, yeah, but they just hate the gays. <laughs> <laughs> what about the bisexual sizes, okay? Yeah. You know what? what about them? <laughs> I guess in this scenario, this is the only time that I'm in the LGBTQ community because I'm not in the straight sizes. <laughs> Liz so. said ally. <laughs> <laughs> the A stands we for ally it. in we this did instance. It. <laughs> um, I love saying that to people. <laughs> what? The A stands for ally. <laughs> yes. Uh, so we, then at one point, I, my next note is just, ew, gender norms from the Mean Girls. And that was because they drive up at one point and see Aquamarine and they're like, who are you? And like trying to be all mean because they're mean. And, um, they ask Jojo cause she's wearing like this little collared, like very limited two vibes with the Capri the Capri cargo pants um, and like this little collared, like it had those snap buttons. You know what I mean? That was such a popular yes. thing on, on girls clothing for a while. Uh, but they were like, don't you know how to wear girls clothes? Like I hated and that. they're so, bleh, they're so yeah. gross about like how Jojo wants to dress. And it's just like, why do you care? In their defense, the mean girls have like the cutest fucking car but it keeps breaking down on them but it is such a cute little like it is very convertible i don't even know what type of car it is it's great it's it kind of looks like it's gonna be a volkswagen but then it's not yeah Mm -hmm. it's great it made me like actually want to get my car painted that pink i think that'd be cute my little jeep would be wonderful um yeah they suck i also (laughs) thought that there was going to be more of a plot line about Jojo because I misinterpreted this whole thing and hearing you talk about it, Liz, makes so much more sense. Where I didn't think she was like a tomboy vibe. I thought that she had something with her where she's like, I don't want to show off my body. I don't want to go swimming in a bikini or anything or in like a swimsuit. I just don't want to do this. And I was like, oh, how are we going to explore this? And I was like, we're just not going to talk about it. And it's like, okay, sounds great. Yeah, I mean, like, they mentioned something at the beach where they're like, you know, you're not supposed to wear that much clothes at the beach or something. And JoJo's like, yeah. well, at least I'm not going to get skin cancer. And then that one girl's like, I don't even smoke. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> that it was, was good. Funny. Um, uh... Yeah, I feel like it was... I, I kind of feel like it was more about what type of clothes JoJo decided to wear versus that she wanted more clothes on because she didn't seem to have a problem taking her shirt off and jumping in the pool. Yeah. Or like, you know, well, because there was the moment where she had like the oversized shirt yeah, and Aquamarine was there, like give it to Aquamarine or else. (laughs) I also remembered the moment too, where she now has legs and they're like, you need to give her the shirt. So she's not naked. Um, she literally just like shows her full ass to these two girls. And the two girls just start like like, chuckling. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I was like, this is, wild to me <laughs> yeah um but yeah i also thought that was a moment where she's like i don't want to take off this shirt well, because then i just have my bathing about, suit she said something about how that bathing suit was embarrassing like the bathing sh- suit she was wearing because she was wearing like a i kind of took it as like she had this one piece like speedo bathing suit on that wasn't cute and so she didn't want to be having it on because and like showing it off because it was like she said this bathing suit is like social suicide or something like something in that uh, vein like i don't remember what she said but that's yeah what i, I think read i just as... assumed it was all like excuses i've just yeah. been like i just don't want to do that which yeah, honestly like taken either same. way like i don't um, want to do that either so yeah so basically then we start getting like these montages of the girls hanging out with aquamarine and it's very silly and cute but i love when she falls down on that bed full of gummy worms like <laughs> And she's, like, jumping and, like, everything. And uh, also, I was very curious to know, like, how do you learn to read when you're in the ocean? Like, what are they reading on? Tablets. You know? Um, Tablets. Not, like, an iPad tablet. Like, stones. Yes. (laughs) Carved in. Yes. Yeah. Um, Wrecked boats. Submarines. Wrecked boats. (laughs) Get wrecked. I just, uh, it's funny because, you know, obviously not an important part of the plot at all, but, like, the lifestyle of a mermaid, I'm so curious about. Because it's, like, 
you know, they do joke the whole fish out of water vibe throughout, which is like, haha, literal. But like, yeah. Um, you know, they do that whole thing where she goes to the carnival at one point and she sees Raymond and he actually does take walk with her and he buys her some cotton candy and she doesn't know what to do with the cotton candy. And the girls are like, wow, I sure do love eating cotton candy. Yeah. It's so good. And so then she eats it and she's like, whoa, it disappeared. And I like, you know, th- those moments are really funny and cute. But you're also like, what is society like as a mermaid? Yeah. I did I did like her like rubbing her face on the cotton candy. <laughs> that was really funny. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. like, how sticky is that on your face? Because it's cotton candy. Yeah. Like yeah. It, Especially in sticky. Florida's humidity, like that would be so sticky. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, it would have been a funny moment though. She rubbed it on her face and it pans away and it comes back and she has like a cotton candy beard. <gasps> but that would have been so movie. cute. <laughs> yeah, it would have been very cute. Um, so, you know, Raymond is obviously interested in Aquamarine. He thinks she's cute. I mean, she is very cute. She has little blue streaks in her hair. She's got fashion. She's got fashion. She's cool. Fashion. Is it fashion? But is it, it fashion? Is fashion. <laughs> um, so then, but Aquamarine isn't convinced yet that he loves her. So they do have to continue, like, figuring out what that's going to mean. Also, there is some rules when it comes to being a mermaid, which is that she has to leave when the sun goes down because mm-hmm. her tail appears. It's just like Shrek. Again at night. It's just like Shrek. She can only turns back into an ogre at night. Yeah. 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 She can only keep her legs when the suns are out and, and her legs are dry. Suns yeah. out, legs she out. Can't... Am I right, ladies? <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah. Suns out, buns out. Oh, yeah, because you wouldn't have a butt as a fish. Yeah. No. That's why she's shown it off to two little girls. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So she does have a really good night with Raymond, but has to, like, leave. Or, like, she's on a boat with him, and, like, they're enjoying themselves, but it's starting to get dark. And so that's when they first decide to take her to the water tower to have her sleep at night. (laughs) Naturally. How Um, glorious. Yeah, which I just feel like you couldn't find anything else like it's it's florida there's gotta be like a dozen pools there's not one person that you're like oh they're out of town on vacation right now mm-hmm. yeah or i, mean, the water I don't tower know is a more exciting situation for the plot of the movie i guess yeah but was it, it though <laughs> seems like a lot of work to have to climb up that fucking ladder yeah i i'll say the most exciting part was that there was a ladder involved that's yeah. about as far as that excitement went. Yeah. I mean, and you know, like, oh no, is something going to happen with the ladder? Because every time they climb up it, it's like about to break. Mm. Yeah. How wild would it, like a twist where that mean girl falls down and sad and dies and there's just a sad body and then they find it. They're like, oh, Aquamarine, you killed someone. Ah, oh, what a movie. I'm going to start writing it. <laughs> <laughs> I have so um, many ideas. <laughs> so they do go on a little shopping spree. Yes, they decide fashion that they need- montage. Yes, which yes. is always this this part of the movie when it started i was like this is so like princess diaries like it it, it feels very that time period mm-hmm. to me like this movie is like yes we love it we love a good i feel montage. like it's like producer mandated too like i feel like the studios are like a movie for girls you have to have a shopping montage so they remember yeah. to buy things well <laughs> that's like, the okay, only thing great. that they know girls like is shopping yeah. and boys mm-hmm. i mean but they're not wrong. <laughs> I do Chime appreciate in, that they girls. went to a vintage <laughs> store. You know, they were like, this is more interesting. Yeah. And, and Aquamarine's like, I love vintage. <laughs> yeah. And I thought it was very cute. I also like that the unique, one-of-a-kind dress she found was still like a baby doll dress that you could find anywhere. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, well, it had sleeves and she ripped the sleeves off before she bought it, which seems like a not because bad thing. Because she's always Rude. upcycling her fashion. She's just so yeah. interesting like that. Okay, what if it would have ended the movie with her getting a fashion career? I don't know why I'm trying to rewrite this movie at every instance. I actually <laughs> didn't hate it. I just want that to be clear. Um, so I will say that $400 goes a really long way. <laughs> hey, it was 2006. They I got know. their hair done. That was two though. recessions ago, okay? Done? Two recessions yeah. ago. That's true. But they got their hair done, and they had a lot of bags. I was like, holy yeah. shit. Also, that jewelry so, store was totally like a Claire's knockoff, so that shit was not expensive. Mm-hmm. No. Well, they also got like two. I don't know. Well, they apparently forgot earrings because they're stupid. 
Um, the starfish. Which Aquamarine was like freaking out that she forgot earrings. Like <laughs> it was a total meltdown. I was like, And okay. then they're like, here's an earring. And she's like, how do you, will you stick this in your ear? Yeah, like, that's, that's the plan. But yeah, so then we get to see the starfish earrings, which is a quality moment in this movie. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. It reminds so me good. of the it reminds Singing me of the ring, ring from yes. yes from Kingdom <laughs> from Tenth Kingdom because they're like it's like complimenting yeah. her looks like the ring did. Yeah. Oh, I got a singing ring on your hand. Aquamarine, you're so pretty. You got a great face. You uh-huh. like your hair. Ooh, is that blue in your hair? (laughs) (laughs) Um, They're so creepy to me. Because they're also like wiggled on her ear. They're like, just the texture alone made me feel uncomfortable of a little starfish like suckling on your ear and moving around. No, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so Uh, sorry, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) So the big drama becomes that the mean, the main mean girl basically tells Raymond that Aquamarine has a boyfriend, and so she's like, "You do not want to go to the party with her, and you should go with me." So he is dumb as fuck and is like, "Okay, guess you're right, and I'm gonna go with you now." <laughs> and so uh, then um, Emma Roberts's character is able to convince Raymond that this girl was lying, and she goes and follows them later that night and is able to see that Aquamarine is staying in the water tank and so she climbs up in the water tank and sees that aquamarine's a mermaid so then she tries to tell her dad that like there's a girl stuck up in the water tank because her dad works for the news <laughs> and then it just turns into like a spiraling of gaslighting this girl who like i understand she's a terrible <laughs> girl but then i feel sorry for her by the end of the movie because like everyone's like what? you're insane and it's like what some people well, deserve then- to be gaslit <laughs> she does get like somewhat rectified by like so basically that happens. Aquamarine does go to the dance with the boy. And she then the next morning is like, do you love me? And this guy's like, no, we went on one date. <laughs> it was a great date, but no, we could, I would like to see you more. Um, yeah. Which I was like, fair. thank you for the, yeah, yeah. it's a good answer. Good answer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then that's the mo- the big like climactic moment of Aquamarine basically getting sucked into the ocean by her dad and uh it's crazy so because the mean girl pushes her into the ocean because yeah tries to commit like, like you need to see homicide she could have died yeah yeah she yeah. like and she wasn't right on the edge of the pier she had a couple feet to go and she had to break through that chain thing like that could yeah. she got she could have gotten stuck in that she could have oh, gotten ghost shipped yeah. uh-huh. yeah. exactly <laughs> chopped her legs right off <laughs> Am I the only one the the mean the main mean girl is giving like big Mandy Moore and saved energy like oh yeah I'm filled with Christ's love not that she's yeah, like, like Christian you but should love the look me. the look is very yeah. much that well and I don't so know then why... the great I liked the moment where he finally does see that she's a mermaid and then mm. he's like I gotta go save her and she's like you still pick her over me and she's a fish <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was pretty great. Yeah. Um, oh, sh- she's in John Tucker Must Die. I was trying to figure out why she looks so familiar. Yeah. Yeah, she's, she's definitely been, been like a mean girl in multiple things, I feel like. Yeah. She, for some reason, my brain keeps on putting her together with Chad Michael Murray, but maybe that's just because, like, who wasn't with Chad Michael Murray at that time? Mm. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, so then this is the also the moment that JoJo and Emma Roberts tell Aquamarine that they love her. So then Aquamarine's basically able to be like, see, love does exist because my friends yeah. love me. And for some reason that makes her cry happy tears, which then turns the ocean like calm again. It I don't rebalances really the, the pH level of the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> um, here is my biggest issue of why I think Aquamarine is actually a shitty friend. So she's like, oh my God, you do love me. That's so great. And then Emma Roberts is like, my wish is that you can stay with us forever. And she's like, no, I actually have a family I have to get back to. Like, if it was for a guy, so happy to stay here, no problem. (laughs) But he doesn't love me. 
Um, so I need to get back to you my know dad. what? I'm so sorry. You know what? <laughs> Aquamarine not only embodies the physical like incarnation of a Pisces, but also the emotional <laughs> incarnation. Of, it's like rejection. I'm gonna throw myself in the ocean into a whirlpool. Um, um, also, but if it's for a boy, I'll stick around. Sure, why not? Yeah. This is great. I might be back if I'm if the boy's not here though. Um, I don't know. No I... go. I don't know that she was going to stay there forever for the boy because I feel like she was just trying to make sure that her dad understood that love existed. So she wanted a boy to fall in love with her so she could be like, see, I don't have to get married. But I feel like she would still go back and forth. Mm. I don't, I don't believe you, Liz. I, could I be think wrong. she's I think she's another horny child that um she's like, if I'm not getting it, I'm leaving. Yeah. Well fair. That's what I learned from this the, from this film. <laughs> Um, but anyways, uh, <laughs> so Aquamarine does give her starfish earrings to Jojo and, uh, Emma. And I do love the moment that they both put them on because they both like are like laughing and they keep doing these close-ups of them laughing. And I don't know why, but that sequence <laughs> makes me fucking laugh because they're just like, <laughs> <laughs> like, they just think it's so fucking funny. Like, I don't know. It was such a weird, awkward yeah. moment. <laughs> well- it's also the weirdest ending to me because, like, JoJo's not leaving that day. But then they're done hanging, like, the whole moment happens and they're like, it's good seeing you. And they give mm-hmm. each other hugs and then they walk in the opposite direction. And, just, and I was like, oh, yeah, friendship over, I yeah. guess. We're done. Yeah. <laughs> well, they said they know that they're going to go see each other because that's what they're going to use their wish for is that Emma's going to be able to go visit her in Australia. Mm. I guess. Yeah. But it was just funny where it's like, she's not leaving that moment, but they're, instead of like walking away together or like hanging out, they're just like, bye. (laughs) Also, if I was Emma Roberts, I'd just be like, hey, would your mom adopt me because I don't have parents and I can just come with you to Australia? Can you bring my parents back to life? (laughs) (laughs) What if I had parents? Even just Um, the one would be great. Um, But no, that's fine. We could, I don't know. At least Raven does also oh sorry go ahead oh i was gonna say at least they didn't wish for the guy to fall in love with them i was worried yeah that's true Mm -hmm. but raymond does swim out to aquamarine and basically like that's when that moment that you were talking about casey about consent is that she sits on the board next to him she doesn't have a shirt on because she's a a mermaid at that moment and they have a nice little heart to heart and she's basically like you know if you'll wait for me i'll come hang out with you again and He's like, sounds good. And I kind of doubt that's going to happen, but you know. He's like, um, we can hook up anytime you're around. Yeah, he's right. like, if you want to meet me in Fiji, sounds great. Also, like, great. how he's the lifeguard. And he's like, I'll save you, Aquamarine, when you get sucked into the whirlpool. But how is it that the two, like, teenage girls who one is mortally, like, terrified of water are able to swim to Aquamarine before the lifeguard? Well, and this, like, because churning he was ocean. like, the power he of was like, I need the board to hold her on it. I don't know. Doesn't try. She's a fish. She's he a said, this fish. is not about to be a Titanic moment where, like, <laughs> Rose lives and Jack yeah. dies. You know what I'm saying? He's like, like I'm, I'm not dying for this girl. Saving. Yeah. He, he brings an entire door with him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to show everyone this word. He went to home, <laughs> home Depot and was like, I need a door, please. <laughs> Have you seen Titanic? <laughs> so, oh, so you know the door I'm looking yeah, for. You know you the door. That door. Specifically. Yeah, that door. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's pretty much Aquamarine. I just think this is a fun, cute movie. It has a lot of good summer vibes. Yeah. Um, and it and... is, they do say that it's like the last weekend of summer or whatever, which I think, like, because this yeah. will be August, you know, when this comes yeah. out. That's like toward the end of summer. So yeah. Mm-hmm. It fits. Mm-hmm. It fits yeah. the timeline perfectly. So. Uh-huh. Also, we've all had fun little romps about objectifying men from a distance this summer, right? had i was like yeah. this is every day my- <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's why i bring an umbrella around me so i can just ogle them from behind it ogle, ogle. that's what i learned from aquamarine yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i always have gummy worms and dr peppy so peppy just in case um yeah, if there's a mermaid right. around i'm gonna befriend them it's all i want <laughs> you kind of talked about this at the beginning but is there anything else you want to add to as to why this wow that was a lot of words as no, to why- i just feel like this gives off like one of the other sides of the Liz aesthetic, you know, yeah. it's like I have my spooky side, but I also have my like ocean vibes, right. like you know, tropical. That's where I want to be vibes, you know. I'm just imagining you dressed up like 
goth Lydia and Beetlejuice, but on a beach with like uh, I mean that's a vacation like, juice from Animal Crossing beside you. Yeah, like that Sweetie Todd scene where it's like oh my god by the, the sea. Do, 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 do. I can't. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, I just it it's like a cozy. This is also why I like ocean themed cozy mysteries. Mm, you know, it's just yeah. like I like. A lighthouse and an ocean and like you what know you it's just fun yeah so what more do you need well before we wrap up the <laughs> podcast i'd like to let you know that you can find us on instagram at why am i like this podcast or facebook under generation why am i like this fan page and if you'd like to reach out to us we also have an email which is why am i like this at gmail.com and don't forget to rate <laughs> review subscribe <laughs> Tell us what compliments you would love your starfish earrings to whisper into your ears because, um, <laughs> you know, it's really important to, like, hype yourself up and have some supportive starfish in your life. What if they, like, couldn't find a good thing to say about They're you? They're like, um, ah, <laughs> uh, jeez. You're alive. <laughs> You're, You're breathing. Here, babes. <laughs> um, Can we also it? just take a breath? To appreciate that everyone had a good time on this episode and enjoyed, you know, like... I would say wow. that everyone was pretty happy about like the movie overall. Like, I'm just gonna, a perfect movie, I'm just but gonna it's a say, fun movie. when you had to walk away from the computer before we started, Liz, Casey was like, Alec, what do you think? And I was like, I really liked it. And he was like, hmm, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so this was a lot I better than it. I thought it was going to be. Yeah, no. Okay. I just knew I was going to make fun of a lot of things. And I stand by Aquamarine. Yeah. I think kind of a shitty friend. But mm. she just learned what love is. So yeah. there's a learning curve. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and speaking of shitty friends, many good things. <laughs> Yay! Uh, who wants to go uh, first? I'm happy to go first. Go for it. So, um, yeah, thank you for listening. <laughs> no, so my many good thing is two different things. One is that a new video game, and this is a very niche market, um, called Digimon Survive came out this week for the Switch. And I absolutely am loving it. I've only been able to play the pre-prologue, so I'm not too far into it, but it's super fun. Because it's essentially like a point-and-click adventure mixed with a tactical RPG mixed with like um, a visual novel. But it's also a horror game. So it's just like... There's a lot going on there. Yeah. It's a weird combination, but like it all works and blends really well. And also I love Digimon and I have since I was a kid. So I was like... This is just great. And honestly, in, in the prologue, the pre-prologue, sorry, um, it did kind of spook me a little bit. So I was also <laughs> like, ooh, I'm excited for this, right? And, like, it takes place in, like, an old school that's been abandoned. And there's, like, cobwebs everywhere. And there's spooky music playing the whole time. So did you say this is Digimon? Yes, it's a Digimon game. So and you it's get like spooky. your Interesting. Yeah, you get your partner still. But it's, like, you have interactions with people. And depending on how you interact with them the choices you make change how your relationships are but also there's like haunting things going on and people go missing and all this spooky stuff is happening too so Mm. it's like it was a weird choice for the franchise but so fun and so great yeah um and then my other thing is an anime movie that came out in 2021 uh i think in japan i actually think it came out this year in america but it's called bell and it's a fun reimagining of the beauty and the beast story but it deals with like a virtual reality world called you, I think. And this girl who had a traumatic incident as a kid and like a lost the ability to like sing publicly goes into this virtual reality and kind of becomes like an overnight sensation of pop star just because she went there literally <laughs> to sing um, and didn't realize people were recording her. And it's very cute. The music's a bop. It's great. And it's just an interesting way of like, they fold in personal struggles and personal lives in the real world. But then in the virtual world, it's this weird take on beauty and the beast. Mm. And so it's just like, it's a weird blend of stuff again that just kind of falls together and works. And I don't want to say too much in case people want to watch it because I don't want to give away any spoilers, Um, but it's really good. I've been listening to the soundtrack almost every day too, because the music I think is a bop. It's this weird, like Japanesey pop vibe to it. But I honestly wouldn't be surprised if I was in a club and the song started. And I'd be like, yeah, this fits in just fine. <laughs> so, but typically for movies, I don't feel like you get that vibe. It doesn't feel like it would be something you could hear on the radio. So yeah. I was also surprised. On top of that, the voice acting to me is wild. Because the Japanese versions of the songs 
sound almost exactly like the English, like the voices sound almost the same. And I don't know how they found Mm. two people to do the voice acting for this character that can also sing really well, but also sing in the exact same style as each Mm. other. So yeah, it's, it's really cool, honestly, to listen to both songs and be like this knowing it's not the same person, but I digress, but those are my many good things. That's me. Who's next? I mean, I can go. It's fine. Uh, So I recently read a book called cultish, um, and it's a, it's called Cultish, the language of fanaticism. And it's by Amanda Montel. Uh, and I really enjoyed this book. It was really, I, su- I don't know, for some reason, it surprisingly was shocking to me. Cause I feel like I know a lot about cults. I've watched a lot of like cult documentaries, stuff like that. Um, and you know, when she talked about the big ones, I knew a lot about those like Jonestown, that kind of thing. Um, but she had a whole section on MLMs and Ooh. I did not realize how entrenched MLMs are in Christianity and yes. like this whole like gospel of prosperity thing that yeah. I just like, I mean, I grew up Catholic, so I feel like I didn't, I don't know that much about like other denominations. Like I know a lot about Catholicism, but I just don't know as many people that are, you know, Christian and not Catholic. And it is fucking disgusting like how much people are like oh well if you're poor that's because you didn't do enough and like god mm-hmm. doesn't love you yeah. because you aren't doing enough Which is and so like true just stop being poor and then god will love you like why did you choose to be fuck? poor <laughs> it's so uh. wild and then they and then at the same time they get people to join mlms and put a bunch of money into something that they know they're not going to make money off of but like I guess they kind of are brainwashed enough to think that they actually could do it if like God loves them enough and mm-hmm. they work hard enough. Basically it's wild. I didn't realize how much, cause obviously I knew MLMs were bad and like, I know I watched like that LuLaRoe documentary and like, I knew like there was a lot of like uh Christian kind of based MLMs, I guess, because like Mormons were the ones that started LuLaRoe because mm-hmm. they wanted clothing that was like, modest but like fun kind of is like the origin how to wear clothes in a god-honoring way yeah Yeah. i want leggings in a god-honoring way (laughs) yeah (laughs) and yeah i just didn't know that much about so that section of the book especially i thought was very interesting because it's the main focus of the book is the language part of cults like where they change your words so much, which is how they get you so like sucked into being part of the cult because then you feel special that like you have a special way of speaking to people and talking about things. And so how that translates into MLMs is like super fascinating to me. So highly recommend. It's a great book and it's a fast read. Um, so yeah, it was very enjoyable. That's my many good thing. I feel like the third person I know who's read that and has liked it, so I'm gonna, I'm definitely. Yeah, I saw Caitlin was reading it like the same time I was. was And the cover is so fucking cute. (laughs) I know the cover is really cool. It's great. Um, my many good things are both music based this week. Um, so last weekend I actually went to a concert, like kind of one of the first really big concerts I've been to in a long time, um, with a friend of mine, and the headliner was Mitski, which is like pretty dope. Um very like kind of a big star in the indie music sphere um and i don't honestly don't know too much of mitski's music but i've been listening to her albums to kind of prep for the concert um and god she puts on a fucking show like not only does she like write all this music and the songs are super like well thought out and the lyrics are wild but then she like does choreo and the show like she's doing this weird ass like kind of interpretive dancey stuff throughout it and it's fantastic she was so fun to watch um and then the opener for Mitski was the weather station which is a, a I think it's actually a single artist but it goes by the moniker the weather station um and I actually discovered her music back in 2021 they dropped an album that I really really loved and so it was like such a pleasant surprise that they were opening for Mitski um it was just like a really great evening it was at radio city music hall which is really cool i was definitely like in the top five percentile of older people in the place because like mm-hmm. mitski is very like gone very viral on tiktok for music in the last uh year or so 
So there were a lot of uh, baby Gen Zers in the house, but it was like the vibe was great. Everyone was so like energetic and happy to be there. Um, and then also I wanted to give a shout out to Rina Siwayama, who just dropped her latest single called Hold the Girl, which is the title track off of her upcoming album, I think, coming out in September. I have to double check. Um, but it's really good and it's like a great dance pop song, but like has a lot of I don't know, meaning to it and it's just really fun to listen to. Um, yeah, so those are my many good things. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> that's our episode. Thank you so much. And tune in next week when Alec will be saying something. What? Oh, we're going to school. school. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So we're going to start like yes. back to school season and we're all going to take a turn <laughs> mm-hmm. doing like something school related or back to school related. Um, so I'm kicking us off. I'm giving math tests. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I'm so bad at math. Tables. No, thank you. Those stress me out so bad. Um, I am going to be kicking this off with Sky High, honestly. Come on. Very excited. Can't wait. (laughs) I'm so excited. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.